Welcome to the Knicks Bait Podcast. You're, 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 you're. The Iman Shumper of Knicks Podcast. We're three Knicks addicts giving you the funnest takes, the happiest takes, the most positive spin in a blunt's worth of time. Yeah, right. Dougie <laughs> Fresh, how you feeling? The visage of RJ Barrett is like John Renault in The Professional. Just expressionless, deadly, no feeling, no cares. Love the reference. D-Boy, what's good? You're... So let's play a game. Alec Burks is for real. What do we do with it? Do we give him an extension? Do we sign him for multiple years? No, we didn't do that. Do we trade him for our first round pick? No, we just get worthless wins that'll take us out of the fucking lottery. Oh That's what I needed. I needed someone to bring me back to my center, my core of sadness. Me, Monty, saddest Knicks fan there is. Final score, New York 133, Memphis 129. Walt suit, all black with a little zebra peak. The devil is in the details and the Knicks executed in overtime. We're going to get into quick hits. Quick hits. RJ on his baby goat tip and an OT win. Let's give out some awards. The Kaiden Randall, who's your daddy most valuable player, goes to the Maple Mamba, RJ Barrett. His clutch team was on full display, scoring eight points in the final minute, forcing overtime, and knocking down three massive free throws. Canadian bacon. The Lazarus He Is Risen Award goes to Emmanuel Quickly for his 20-point extravaganza, going a slump-busting four for six from downtown. The Jamal Crawford Shine Off the Pine Trophy goes to Alec Burks, who scored nine points in overtime to ice the game for the Knickerbockers. The Michael Beasley, Your Favorite Player's Favorite Player Award goes to the fellow Mississauga native, Dylan Brooks. He dropped 23-5 and and almost stepped back three to his team into another overtime. And the sad stat of the game? Frank Nilakina played four seconds tonight. Period. This day in Sad Knicks history, April 9th, 2002, Orlando 108, New York 97. The wheels were kind of falling off for the Knicks as Patrick Ewing returned to the garden in a different uniform and all our hearts broke. Horace Grant had an efficient 22-10-4, but the star on Broadway, Tracy McGrady. Not just offensive wizardry, he threw in some steals and blocks for a magical performance. Alec Burks does it again. The Hocus Pocus Magrady. He also has a deuce in the paint. Here's Burks up with the left hand. The Memphis Grizzlies battled the Knicks hard tonight, and there are two clear differing approaches to these young squads. The Grizzlies' oldest player is 28 in Jonas Valanciunas, and eight of their 10 rotation players are 25 and under. And they're good, and they're getting better. The Knicks are a surprising one game under 500 and have primarily won on the back of Randall and their veterans. RJ has taken a leap, but still gets less shots than guys on expiring contracts like Alec Burks and Derek Rose on most nights. 
Let's get into it. Would the Knicks benefit from adapting more to Memphis's approach to roster construction and rotations? Absolutely. Yes, this was a win tonight, but kind of a blip win. Some missed free throws, some missed easy field goals. Memphis is doing it the right way. They feature their young players. Besides Ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr., they're giving heavy minutes to highly productive young people. Bain, Tillman, Brooks, Clark, all getting heavy minutes. What are our DNP boys doing? It's not helping their value. Listen, the Nerlens Noel Alfred Payton two-man game is delectable. It's delicious in close to the basket. But in all seriousness, you're trying to build out a team around one or two stars. Yeah, Memphis has that in John Moran, but we might have that in RJ Barrett. And we saw it tonight. We saw that instinct to close. And he had the veterans alongside him to keep their composure, to maintain Memphis was shook. They were missing free throws down the stretch. But guys like RJ are influenced by their veteran leaders. We know that Randall's been faltering, but give him credit. He gave the rock up to the players that were making shots in Alec Burks and RJ Barrett. Yeah, and RJ said it. The bench won the game for the Knicks tonight. And honestly, that's been the case throughout this year. And it comes off the energy and the excitement coming off of Obi Toppin and Emmanuel quickly. And when RJ is inserted with them, the Knicks turn from a team that is stagnant to a team that is pushing, exciting, and something we can actually build off of. The scary thing is that Tibbs uses that energy and deads it. Well, we start the game off with Alfred Payton and Bullock. That's not going to get your offense going. They start their game out with uh, Grayson Allen and Dylan Brooks, young guys who are there to shoot, make some moves to the basket, and be featured beside their big stars. I'm sorry. Grayson Allen looks like Ted Cruz in his fucking complete <laughs> booty cheeks garbage out there. Don't tell me you'd rather have Grayson Allen than Reggie Bullock. I will take Reggie in the trenches any damn day. Randall is where the confusion lies for me. Is this a guy you want to invest in long term? Is he young enough to be a part of the core the way that Memphis has a united core altogether? But if you look back through history, one or two young pieces make it through the rookie contract to a championship level team. Well, let's get back to the comparison here, right? Because Randall is a very interesting one with a guy like Valanchunas. Both are around the same age. Both are vets. Both are scorers. Memphis has decided to take John Morant and make him the feature guy. And the Knicks have looked at a guy like Julius Randall and said, because he is at a higher place in his skill development, in his maturity level, even though that's highly questionable between Randall and Barrett. Facts. We should give that to Randall and we should put RJ in a place where he is shooting half the shots that Randall takes. He is touching the ball a quarter of the time. The trend of Randall being the one who gets the most field goal attempts on the Knicks needs to shift towards RJ. I absolutely agree with you. And I will feel much better about moving forward with Randall on this team if he continues to show that sense. With Julius Randall, he's most comfortable playing with these weird, scrubby players. Bullocks, Peyton, Alec Burks. He's most comfortable and they're featuring, featuring guys who are comfortable with Randall and maybe not comfortable with RJ. Here's 
another problem in that is that guys like Alec Burks, guys like Reggie Bullock, guys like Derrick Rose, they are all allowed to shoot out of their slumps. Tonight, Alec Burks was a hero. Does anyone know what he was going into overtime from the field? Two for 11. When do you see Emmanuel quickly get to shoot himself out of slumps? When do you see Obi Toppin get allowed to shoot himself out of slumps? This is bias and this is hurting the Knicks future and wins like tonight prove to me that RJ has a lot of hope in the kind of closer he is and the kind of player he is for the Knicks future, but we are not investing for real in any of them. Rose light that, smoke that. It's time for Blunt Talk. Smoking that BC Loud Pack, the Vancouver Grizzlies were the first NBA team to have a website in 1995. Wow, what future vision, but doomed for failure, for anything that is the first on the internet is not the one that stays. Ask AOL, Napster, and MySpace. Vancouver's first expansion pick was Knicks point guard Greg Anthony. Of course, everything returns to the Knicks, especially when the origins are sadness. The lockout-shortened 99 season yielded 8 wins and 42 losses. An all-time low winning percentage of 16. Yikes. Steve Francis refused to play there after being picked second overall uh, i get it customs can be a bitch six years whole lot of nada should vancouver get another team nah we hope you all enjoyed your knicks bait and never forget rj barrett has not had 20 attempts in a game since february 21st <laughs>